I was about to press send when I stopped to look at the checklist and to see if I had everything checked off because I didn't want this to happen where I missed the deadline. And so I looked down, I filled out everything and I'm about to press send where it says stop. Did you forget the application fee? And I was like, what application fee? And lo and behold, it cost to submit my credentials to get this fancy little certification. And I was like, ah, don't forget the application fee. And so this is Michelle Spive, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack, where I talk to you about all things life, living, and fun, and wisdom. And so welcome. And today we're going to get into what it takes to live this life, aka don't forget the application fee. I read a recent article about Jay-Z and him hitting a milestone of becoming an official um, billionaire. And I'm reading and I'm very happy for him. I'm happy for his family. And then I get to the part where Forbes talks about the breakdown or the guesstimation of his, um, the, the, how, how he gets to be a billionaire. And of course, there are things on there that I expect to see. and. What I expect is that his music and his music dealings and the money he money he receives as an executive for a music company would be the lion's share. But I was wrong. No, it's his breakdown of his business ventures outside of the music industry that are the lion's share. Namely, uh, two business ventures he has with champagne and another um, alcohol, um, because I'm doing this off the top of my head. I don't know exactly which one. So, you know, check out the Forbes and um, the Forbes um, article. But I'm looking at this and I was like, wow. And to the point where these two ventures dwarf, suck up, encompass what his earnings from his music career and his um, music business combined make. And I was like, ain't that about something? But it was a, a good aha moment for me because I, I'm starting to see that whenever you want to get to a certain alkylate, whenever you're wanting to get to another level, there is an entry fee. And I started to look at the fact that his music and even his music business are the entry fee for getting into this higher echelon, this higher level of uh, earnings. And it brought me back to the times when every year I had to fill out applications to either get um a grant, get some type of award, get into some type of society. And I still have to do that each each year. I, my, January and February is usually a stressful time for me having to do that. And when I calculate how many fees I pay for this organization, that organization, this certification, these CMU, uh, CEUs, and, and all of the different things, I'm like, wow. There is a pay to play, if you will, on every aspect of life. And so today I want to ask you, 
have you forgotten your application fee? Now, with this whole thing about uh, people wanting to have more to do more, sometimes it that just is not the case. But for those people who are aspiring to have more to do more, I'm talking to you today, okay? So your application fee. Yes, it can be a monetary value, but a lot of times in this life that we're leading in a Western Western, uh, society and civilization, that application fee is your experience, your knowledge, what you bring to the table. You see, a lot of times when I'm filling out this stuff, they don't even give me the privilege of just paying for it before I have proven and shown other certifications, other documents to prove that I am quote unquote qualified to be in this particular organization, to be in this particular group or to have this particular level of privilege, if you will. And so I'm looking at these, um, these things we do. So, okay, let me let me let me just break it down this way. At this particular time in my life, I'm looking at the fact that there's always an application fee to another level, to another entrance, another doorway, another path. Say for instance, even these podcasts. Now, I had a previous show I did for a few years, and it was great, and I was very grateful for it. But it took a few years for that podcast to even take off. And a lot of times I looked at it as, oh, I'm just paying my dues. No, you're paying your application fee. Yeah, you can call it dues, but it's an application fee. Um, When I look at um, how things are set up today, if you are going to do any kind of monetization thing, uh, the first thing that the, the platforms that reward you for that are going to do is they're going to look, have you fulfilled what you need to have the application fee supplied? Take, for instance, YouTube. I'm not a big YouTuber. Maybe I will be in the future. But I am pretty good at using the service and making observations and even doing research on there. And what I find is that the application fee for YouTube, for Instagram, Snapchat, and others that may or may not still be around at the time of this uh, recording, their application fee is a what I like to call DNC. DNC. Their application fee is centered around how diligent and consistent you are with your uh, content that you are providing. YouTube, they promote people who continuously give them information, but that they are always giving them consistently good to great content information as well. You know, the 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 people like me who use it uh, for business and, and every now and again put something up for public, we don't see that kind of love because we are not fulfilling the terms of what is required to be in their inner sanctum to receive, mon- you know, monetary value. And rightfully, we shouldn't be. You know, I had the situation the other day where... Um, I had someone call me out uh, the blue and uh, they had um, gotten some information. They hadn't gotten the information. They had heard tell that uh, I was um, 
uh, distributing some information to my clients and they wanted in. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but you're going to have to sign up for this. And they're like, you know, oh, the friend price to this, that. And I'm like, no, uh-uh. because there is a gateway between what they are doing and what others are doing. And um, they've shown that they're willing to work and to do the stuff. And even the stuff, the, the stuff that I was talking about, this person couldn't have been able to do it anyway, because um, they haven't built up enough experience to pull it off. It would be overwhelming. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk about when I'm thinking about this and going back to the Jay-Z article that I that I recently read. I was like, you know what? I think I'm coming around to the fact that I'm starting to understand there is a reason for um, an application fee or a gateway or a paywall. And it, it really is to weed out those who are either not qualified, not ready or would not do well with what is on the other side of that application. I think it is uh, not a punitive deterrent as much as it is a wisdom-filled deterrent. You know, if you are really wanting to do something, do you have the evidence, the skills? Do you have the evidence of the skills? And then, only then, do you, are you willing, are you, are you so certain or confident? We talked about confidence the other day. Are you so confident in your skills that you're willing to give, pay, pay this application fee? Because this is the other thing. Why come? Yes, I say why come? Why come application fees are usually non-refundable? Honey, that's putting your your stuff on the line. When you turn in something and you you've uh, said, okay, I have these recommendations, I have these um, transcripts, I took this class this this day, and I received this marking on it, and all these different things, whatever your application fee for life might be, you got to turn in something. You got to turn in the evidence that it is so, and not just you saying it. And then there comes the thing. Here's the application fee. And by the way, it's non-refundable. And with that application fee, the application fee is not even a guarantee that you're going to move to the next level. Nope. That application fee is for processing. That application fee means that you're having to pay for somebody to take the time to verify, to look at, to, to make sure that you're qualified to get on the other side of that door, that level, whatever it may be. And, you know, as I'm sitting here, you know, contemplating um, this this trigger that I got from uh, reading this Forbes article on uh, Jay-Z's well, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? Hmm, that makes sense. The the reason why um, the majority of his income is coming from non-music related endeavors is not because uh, the endeavors are so great as much as they are dependent on his success from his entry fee, from his application fee, from the music and the music business. He has the evidential um, backing to show that, yes, I can be a brand. I can be a, um, a stalwart in this, in this industry because of my clout in that other industry. What if he was... And I'm not going to say just because there is no just when you're talking about building empires and um, platforms and things that other people um, can get derive pleasure from and, and substance and all this kind of stuff. But what if 
you strip that away and he went into it just straight as always being a business person. He might have been great at it, but not known. What if he had to come in and build those brands of champagne and um and and liquor? I I, I don't know if it's a vodka or something. Please don't 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 add me if I got that wrong. Um, but what if he had to do that without the clout of the name Jay Z? I don't think it would be as well unless he found somebody like a Jay-Z to promote it. So I'm not saying he couldn't have gotten to it, but on his own um, his own name, not even merits, because it's not about a meritocracy. This is about his clout, his fame. And so it was needful. That's the application fee, the needfulness of being able to get in. And so today, this is what I want. This is what I want to ask you guys. Um, I heard this um, this analogy that was just so on the money that I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that. And it goes like this: um, Are you uh, willing to to do the work and pay the price uh, to grow whatever endeavor you're in? That that's the setup for for this. And then it says, you know, don't be that person that thinks that if you get nine women pregnant, you're going to be able to have the baby in one month. And I was like, that is so true. <laughs> and I, I I had to laugh at it because I was like, wow, where have I been doing that? And then it it hit me that yes. This is the necessary application fee. Now, there is a law of gender, a law of gestation, or, or whatever you want to call it in the universe that says, and, and not only says, but that is ingrained, that there is a certain amount of gestation that needs to happen before the manifestation. And if you get this wrong, you will be disappointed every time. For instance, a human baby. It takes somewhere between 36 and 40 weeks for the gestation of that seed to become a viable child that's able to be birthed and and subsist on the earth. 40 weeks, okay? Nine plus months. Likewise, if you look at the different types of trees, it takes a long time for an acorn to turn into a mighty oak. But if you understand the gestation period, you can have with certainty that you will have that mighty oak if you're doing what you need to along the way to feed it, of course, and to nurture it and plant it in a good place. But in this life, there are going to be times when we have to learn that you got to put some skin in the game. That's one of the things that I always uh, I'm amazed at not only with others, but within myself, because, you know, a lot of this is about self-reflection and looking at every area of your life to look and see if there are any kind of wisdom smacks there saying, look at this. You need to know this. You're missing this. And, you know, and it's not where it's something brilliant that you've never heard before. A lot of times it's just about remembering. Uh, oh, OK, I forgot that. Or, oh, I overlooked that. When, when you're doing something, um, <laughs> like I'm write, I write books. And when people ask me, how does it, how do you write books? And I said, it is like delivering a child. Seriously, I am a mortal being snatching ideas and creative impulses from, from the immortal, bringing them through my vessel 
and pooping out immortality into this world. You know, there is no expiration date on a book. As long as you can get it, it's there. We're reading Seneca and Marcus Aurelius to this day. We are reading the books of Kemet. Uh, we're reading um, the book of the dead, the book of the living, all of these different uh, wisdoms today because there is no deadline on the written word. And because of that, that means that those people who, who brought that into this realm, there was a pi- price to be paid. Yeah, there was an application fee. So let's look at this in uh, practicality, you know, because, of, of, you know, I like being a practical prince, uh, princess. I really do. A practical priestess, excuse me. I'm a petty princess sometimes, but I'm a practical priestess. Let me make sure I say that right. So I want to just break it down. Have you taken the time for whatever endeavor you're trying to do? Say, for instance, you're trying to buy a home or maybe you're trying to get your business endeavor off the ground or maybe you're trying to take it to the next level. I want to just put this before you. Have you implemented everything that is needed to qualify to be able to pay the application fee? Have you done the work and not just the work with knowledge, because that's that's where I'm finding a lot of people that I particularly run with or whatever. They know a lot of stuff. But when it comes to having done it, they're really light on that part. Have you gone out, had a few failures, had a few wins, had some marginal success? Have you gone out and been tested by DNC, diligence and consistency, and failed and failed again until you have gotten back up and done it? And you know, this is this is really hard stuff. This is the stuff that doesn't feel good. This is the stuff that's not hard to, to know, but it is darn near impossible to do. Um, have you been able to gather evidence? to demonstrate that you have the skills so that when you do get on the other side of uh, that door, that entry, that pathway, that you have a built-in no like, and trust factor that people will be willing to evident, you know, to see. You know, think about it. When Jay-Z puts his name on something, people look at him. They look at his body of work. They look at his actions. They look at the fact that not only was he a rapper, but then he became a businessman. And then he kept his um, nose out of trouble. He uh, turned from the ways of, of his youth to become this, this wise guy. Uh, I don't want to say wise guy because that doesn't mean what I think. Okay, this guy full of wisdom for how he he does things. Um, they see that even when he has fallen short, how he has worked with his wife and his family to make sure that he continues to be a better person. And I'm not trying to put this guy up for an application for sainthood, but what I am trying to say is, is that he is a really good model of what you can see when I'm talking about the application fees that you have to pay in this life. Um, again, I, ta- I, I I think about one of my favorite authors uh, growing up was J. California Cooper. And I've, I've mentioned her book, uh, Handmade Love, before with one of the stories that I liked in it. But she has many more. And what they are are collections of vignettes and small, uh, shorter stories. But they are great 
teaching tools for this kind of very thing. Uh, she has one story. I don't know. If, I don't remember if it's in the book Handmade Love, but J. California Cooper uh, was a brilliant woman, uh, black woman writing in the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s. And, and I just really enjoyed her stories. But she talks about this lady who um, was very poor. And uh, but she kept at it, her tenacity uh, of keeping at it to one day be able to have her own business and not have to be a washerwoman for pennies uh, was remarkable. She talks about how the woman would uh, take these jobs with these mean old folk, but she took the jobs because she knew that when she did her work, she would be invisible and they would talk freely. And she would take that knowledge and grow herself to understand the ways of the world when it came to business, when it came to elevating herself, when it even came to changing her belief systems. Um, throughout different podcasts, I have talked about exercises and things that help to change our belief systems. And, and I do want to say this one thing here. When you're faced with having to pay a quote-unquote non-refundable fee, application fee, things get real. Things get to the point where you look at, you're like, am I ready to submit this application? I remember having to um, apply to get into uh, universities and same thing. Did I fill out everything? Is it ready? Do I have enough? Is my essay strong enough? Have I forgotten anything? Could I get more recommendations from better um, opportunities to showcase the skills that this particular program is looking for? It's something about that application fee. And so in these stories that J. California Cooper would tell, she would take you through the process of how her characters would build up their repertoire of uh, experience and knowledge so that when it came time, they had their application fee. If memory serves me correctly, there is this one story of, the, of the, the washerwoman. When it came time, she had been saving up. And because she had been listening and taking the jobs that nobody else wanted, she learned and she was able to capitalize on an opportunity because she had the knowledge, she had the seed or the application fee, and she had the uh, belief. And she went down and she was able to purchase um, some equipment or whatever. And boom, she starts uh, her business. And because of DNC, diligence and consistency, and I think I might have to do a podcast on that because I teach it all the time. I try to live it. And when I say try to live it, that's what I'm talking about. Because every day, every day, DNC is on your neck, <laughs> you know? And so... Um, this this fictitious character, she finally makes it. And how about when she finally makes it, then everybody wants to say, oh, well, I knew you could do it or help me out or help me do it and all this kind of stuff. And so it's, it's really uh, a good representation, parable, if you will, to show you what this whole process um, takes. And so, like I said, as I've been uh, thinking about, you know, the application fee, it's just one component of, of the life that you're going to have to lead, that we have to lead. And I mean, I'm guilty just like anybody else. There is something that I'm looking at right now and I'm looking at it knowing I want to do it. And I'm not, I mean, I totally believe in myself, but guess what? I'm still building up my application fee to get into that because once I do that, there is no turning back. I can't hop back over the line and say, oh, I'm not ready. No, you got to be ready. 
you got to be ready for the new level. There, like I said, there's an old saying um, in these parts where I grew up, new level, new devil. When you get on a new level, problems don't disappear. And that application fee is a wise tax, a wisdom tax to be able to say, are you really sure you're ready to go into this? It's that wisdom tax that says, it's no guarantee that you're going to get it. But I just want you to, I, this is to make it real for you. Make it really real that you're going to pay. <laughs> and maybe you'll get in, maybe you won't, but you're going to pay. You know? I, I, Oh, there's so much I want to, uh, I wish I could just put it in a, uh, a puff of air and just whew, blow it to you and you receive it and get it. And Oh my gosh. It's just, like I said, it's, it's just so much in that. And I'm, you know what? I'm just going to believe right now that as I'm talking about this application fee and putting it in this way, that light bulbs are going off for, for this person that's listening right now, that you're starting to see, wow, I have looked at some things and I thought that, oh, I could just walk up to them and I haven't taken the time to prepare my application. Uh, I heard someone recently talking about the difference between af- um, the affluent and um, the, uh, the the rest of the world. And uh, I don't remember exactly how they said it or what they said, but my takeaway from that was uh, when you are in a certain space, there are certain rules that apply. And if you are not prepared with the foundational things needed to uphold those rules, you'll come into ruin. There are a lot of people that want to have exorbitant amounts of wealth, exorbitant amounts of wealth. Um, I write in an industry, I write romance, uh, my pen name, because I get asked that a lot of times. My pen name is Michael Daniels, M-Y-C-H-A-L, Daniels with an S on it. So you don't have to be trying to be nosy. That's my main pen name right now. I have others, but that's the one that I, I'm willing to tell people about, Michael Daniels. And um, I write in a, I write in the fantasy science fiction area, but I do have other pen names while I write in the contemporary. I'm telling you those pen names right now. So uh, there is this genre called billionaire romance. And I look at the fantasy. Everybody wants to be on the billionaire's arm, but don't know what, no one want to be able to have the billionaire's back. I read these, you know, stories sometimes and I'm shaking my head. I'm like, okay, so he is just going to uh, forget everything that he needs to keep his, his billions and be with this person who has shown no effort whatsoever that they're going to learn and become a student to be able to help support and keep him in his billions. Get out of here with that. And it's, you know, going back to it, it's fair. It's folly and fantasy because there is no growth where I see even in these fictional characters. I mean, come on, if you're, if it's one thing to have fantasy, but you got to have some, some tiptoeing into the reality of things and anything you do, it's a new level, new devil, you know? And so, yeah, billionaire romance, a lot of, a lot of stuff I could go on to if I was talking about that, but that's not this podcast. I brought that up just to say that, we need to do a self-evaluation. Are you ready for the big time? If you say you want to be a billionaire or billions, billionaire, multi-billionaire, whatever it may be, are you ready for the maintenance mode that comes with that? We live in a litigious society. When you have a few pennies to rub together, people are coming for you. And they're going to come with frivolous lawsuits that are going to cost you money, whether it was right or not. 
I don't know how to tell you, but it's hard when somebody comes up with something fake and you still have to pay a lawyer to go deal with it. And just because they thought it was a good idea to try to give you money, they are banking on the nuisance fee. Are you willing to just pay me, you know, a couple of hundred thousand or pay it to a lawyer fighting me and it could go longer and longer? You know, and so people are always taking those bets. Um, Another thing that uh, comes about when you step into this this highlight of affluence. Your privacy is hard keeping your privacy because you have bankers who do nothing but look for people who have uh, had to report on their uh, tax forms their level of income. And they scout and scour for you. And they're constantly trying to sell you on new opportunities, new investments. Then you have people who want you to uh, contribute to their their, um, uh, charities and and things. That's a whole nother world. And, And let's not talk about the power of your word. I don't care if you're a celebrity. I don't care if you're a notable person. I mean, think about it. When's the last time you saw Richard Branson have the luxury of saying something mean about somebody? When's the last time you saw Warren Buffett, um, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, um, uh, oh dear, the guy from Louis Vuitton that's married to Selma Hayek. When's the last time you saw them have the luxury of saying anything disparaging about anyone? Why can't they do that? Because that is a high taxation on them because they are now in the land of uh, notableness. They are in the land of everything I say has a lot of weight. And it can be misconstrued and a lot of things can happen. I can be vilified. My company suffer, which causes a trickle down effect to thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who will be impacted by what I do and what I say. And it could also lead into um, lawsuits and, and, and things. And so there is a heavy uh, cross to bear. Like there's a scripture that says everyone has their own cross to bear. Think of it. Are you willing to pay and and do what you need to to get into that level? Those are the questions that I want you to ask. Do you have your application fee? So uh, this is Michelle Spiva. And guess what? My time is up and I sure do want to thank you for yours. And thank you for joining me for another uh, podcast of Wisdom Smack today. Hey, like, share subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to use our um, podcast link uh, when you do your Amazon shopping at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And guess what? I am going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.